Good morning and welcome to the Dad Stoic Podcast. My name is Thomas Kingwell. Happy to be with you here this morning again on a nice cold Bavarian morning early at 6.15. Starting to get up early again, get into a routine as I go back to school next week. So anyways, today is a really important topic and how do I know that? Because it's a really important topic to me. But before we get into that, I'd just like to invite you guys to join us in the Dad Syndicate Arena on Facebook. That's our closed group where you can talk to and chat with some really high caliber men. You'll also have the opportunity to post some questions for our arena podcast that comes out on a Thursday uh, where Anthony Cotis Body, Alan Place and myself have started answering questions from dads of all walks of life. Really a lot of fun to do that and kind of train our brains to think a little bit deeper into the issues that all of you guys are facing and that we all seem to have in common. So check out that podcast on a Thursday and uh, check out our interview show on a Tuesday. Uh, Last or this week I've interviewed uh, Donald Robertson and had an amazing discussion about him, about Stoicism and specifically the life and times of Marcus Aurelius and what we can learn from that. And it kind of sparked off a little idea for this show, which was his section in his book called How to Speak Wisely. And why this is so important to me is that I would have to admit to you that this has been an area that I've really struggled in my life that I never really trained. You know, there were certain skills in my life that I thought, well, I've got these, you know, I'm fine. And didn't really train the way that I spoke, never really thought that much about how I'm speaking. I've been much more an impulsive kind of person than I just, you know, shot from the hip and actually thought that that was the honest and and wise way to do things, you know, always be honest, always be straight up. Um, up front and not that dishonesty or lack of integrity is good but there's definitely a way of communicating and talking to Donald a little bit and reading his book really spoke to me a little bit about the way that I use language and how we all use language to either benefit ourselves and to bring tranquility and and happiness and satisfaction into our lives or we use language in many ways to make life worse for ourselves and see things negative you know the moment a impulse or a feeling comes upon us or a natural reaction it is up to us to then interpret that and we do that by interpreting either out loud often or we do that by interpreting within ourselves and the self-talk the way that we talk about things to ourselves so what I did is I came up with seven ways that we can improve the way that we communicate and use words and speak and Hopefully that can help us to really move forward in this year positively in all our relationships with other people, but most importantly, with our relationship with ourselves and being more concise and more objective. And as you can probably see from this podcast, I struggle sometimes with being concise and often I'll be more subjective than objective. And so what I'm trying to do is to also learn to speak in a more stoic way. Now that doesn't mean an emotionless way by any means. And hopefully by now you have dispelled that myth that stoics are an emotionless, heartless bunch. Because contrary to that, actually stoics are a very joyful and satisfied and content bunch of people because what they do and what I would love to do is they take their natural emotions and natural reactions and reason with them to you know, get rid of the negative ones or change the negative ones into positive emotions. So it's actually an increase in positive emotion and a decrease in negative. But anyway, let me try to be concise and get into this topic, which I think could be a real game changer for all of us. So I'm going to start off with a nice quote. Um, Be silent for most part, or if you speak, say only what is necessary. And in a few words, talk, but rarely, if occasion calls you, but do not talk of ordinary things of gladiators or horse races or athletes or of meats or drinks. These are topics that arise everywhere. But above all, do not talk about men in blame or compliment or comparison. If you can, 
turn the conversation of your company by your talk to something fitting. But if you should chance to be isolated among strangers, be silent. And that got me going on quite a few topics within that quote. And the first was, number one, we need to stop gossiping and talking about others. It seems so obvious, but we do it so often and we get stuck into this. It just kind of naturally happens. The next thing we know, we're talking about people instead of ideas and instead of actually uplifting ourselves. So as Marcus Aurelius says, waste no more time arguing what a good man should be. Be one. So let's put our energy into rather being than speaking about other people, especially. It brings us nowhere. Number two, stop talking for a while. Better remain silent and be thought a fool than to open your mouth and remove all doubt. Now this quote has been attributed to quite a few people. I'm not sure exactly who actually said that. So if you can help me, just drop this in the comments or on Instagram and let me know. But I struggle majorly with this. Instead of just remaining quiet, I always think I have to fill the gaps that I have to say something, that I have to come up with a quip, that I have to say a joke. And it definitely disturbs my tranquility just by the fact that I can't just sit silent and listen to other people or just sit silent and keep my opinions to myself. And then I end up talking about frivolous things or saying something wrong or just in general ruining my own and not putting my thoughts through the process of questioning whether my judgments are correct, whether what I'm feeling is as it should be whether I should accept these feelings and whether the words that then come from my mouth are actually well thought out and actually representative of how I want to be instead of just these natural impulsive reactions. And when you've been conditioned to be reactive, especially if you're listening to this, if you're someone that is lacking in sort of self-control when it comes to what you say and what you do and reacting to things like myself, then we really need to take cognizance of this one. And as Seneca says, but nothing will help quite so much as just keeping quiet Talking with other people as little as possible, with yourself as much as possible, for conversation has a kind of charm about it, and insinuating an insidious something that elicits secrets from us just like love or liquor. Nobody will keep the thing he hears to himself, and nobody will repeat just what he hears and no more. Neither will anyone who has failed to keep a story to himself keep the name of his informant to himself. Every person without exception has something to whom he confides, everything that is confided to himself. Even supposing he puts some god in his garrulous tongue and is content with a single pair of ears, he will still be the creator of a host of after-listeners. Such is the way in which what was but a little while before a secret becomes common rumor. And that's the other part is that we end up talking, as we said in number one, about other people, about other things. And we think that these are secrets that we are divulging to other people. Yet the next thing we find that this one knows it and this one knows it and that the story has changed considerably. Or when we're talking to somebody else about somebody else, this also changes and the person, it gets back to the person far worse. And we should really not be even considering these things. So stopping talking for a while is a really, really good thing and very difficult actually you think this is quite a simple thing to say stop talking i've said this to myself many many times in fact i'm saying it to myself right now so number three get away from the chatter of others and here's a quote from seneca again this is all very well but isn't it sometimes a lot simpler just to keep away from the din i concede that and in fact it is a reason why i shall shortly be moving elsewhere what i wanted was to give myself a test and some practice but why should I need to suffer the torture any longer than I want to when Ulysses was found so easy a remedy for his companions, even against the sirens? So Seneca there is responding to or speaking further on 
what he said about living in the din of Rome and how he would use that to kind of practice his stoicism and how we can overlook that. And he kind of, it's kind of interesting because he kind of brings it 180 and at the end of it kind of says, well, I want to move away from here. So there are limits. And sometimes I really feel that at my job and at my home, it's just constant constant noise and constant din and constant buzz and a never-ending stream of stimulus and we need to get away from that we need to sometimes just take time out and get away from these these things and so what I do at work is I often just stop going to the staff room because I don't want to be surrounded by this I don't want to be surrounded by people talking about work people talking about each other people complaining about life people complaining about the microwave or the coffee and and I get involved with that the moment we're around people like that we start behaving a lot like that as well and start taking that on instead of just staying away sometimes going and having a bit of meditation thinking about life using that time wisely we end up involved in that chatter so be like Seneca every now and then, realize your limits and get away from there. So number four, don't waste your words on ordinary common things, as it said in the quote before, is that we end up talking and wasting so much of our time talking about frivolous things. Now, although this is the Dad Stoic podcast and we want to live like Stoics and we want to use it wisely, we live in the modern world and at times we're going to make small talk and I don't think that we have to be you know, so stringent about everything that we read in Stoicism and so down to the down to the T and make sure that we've done everything exactly the way they've said it there is room to move and room so that you develop into a wise person that I develop into a wiser person a more calm person a tranquil person and to be able to identify the things that really play a role into this so I enjoy talking about sports sometimes and I enjoy talking about light-hearted stuff I don't want everything to be heavy but I think we spend a lot of time doing this and we want to be productive dads. We want to have a lot of more time for our kids. We want to have time for the other things in life. When we start walk, talking all the time about ordinary things, and I have to admit, I'm someone that often sits at parties and just thinks this conversation is kind of going nowhere. It's kind of pointless. And it's just people filling the air or filling the spaces with something to say. Now, as I've said, it does build relationships. So we've got to be careful with this one. But I think that's what it is. It's being careful. It's being intentional. It's looking at the benefit of these things in our lives and being able to be a bit more aware of that and intentional and go, is this really serving me? And if the answer is no, then maybe we should stop doing a little bit. So number five, don't overly defend yourself. Now, this is something that uh, I've often been guilty of is that someone will say something to me and I'll start overly defending myself. Immediately the feeling of being judged, the feeling of being criticized has come, come up. And as Donald Robertson said in his book, you know, if someone criticizes me, so what? We react far too quickly to this and we let our whole day get ruined because someone criticized us or we heard someone talking about us. You know, if we hear someone speaking bad of us, you know, instead of defending ourselves, we should say he obviously does not know me very well since there are so many other faults he could have mentioned. And when Epictetus was saying this, he was basically saying that if we can be realistic with our faults, if we can be open to examining ourselves and open to the fact that we are uh, fallible and that we do have failures and that we aren't perfect then when other people criticize us it's quite harmless because we know that there are far more other things that are inadvertent commas wrong with us however we work on those things and I think being able to overlook that and and basically realize oh this person's criticizing me about this one thing yet he doesn't know these and this and this and this about me I think we can be uh, undisturbed and I think that guys when we become realistic with ourselves and look ourselves in the mirror and we realize who we are and our mistakes and our faults and the things that we need to work on then other people shouldn't be able to make us feel criticized or feel 
slighted or belittled because we know ourselves and I think that's the key to it is to know ourselves and to know who we are and then when people do criticize us or we do hear someone talk badly of us because this has been a major problem in my life I'm going to talk to you right now about it there's been a lot of things that I've done wrong in my life but probably the worst thing is that I actually cared about what people said about those things and then reacted to those things negatively if I just actually accept you know what so that person thought that about me so what and moved on, I would have saved myself a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, and a lot of further conflicts and problems, because then that develops a whole new set of problems, because now I'm angry, now I'm disappointed, now I want to get revenge, and that doesn't work out at all, as we know from stoicism, so let's not overly defend ourselves, you know, there are times when we have to put someone straight, and we have to do it right, but we've got to learn to do that in the correct way, it's no use going in there all guns blazing, and thinking that we are standing up for our rights and justice, it's happening so much in the world today, people just becoming victims, and we don't want to be victims, so not overly defending ourselves, just is unmanly, it's unsightly and it's definitely something that we will not be proud of ourselves for so that's number five don't overly defend yourself number six (laughs) it's so funny because i'm sharing with you quite personal things here don't be a me monster now this kind of originates from a lesson that i taught in grade three about well-being where um it's actually from a comedy sketch by brian regan where he talks about these people that just sit at the dinner table and just talk about themselves and me myself and i and try and tell everybody how great they are and try point out all the wonderful things about themselves and so he called it a me monster and a me monster is someone just like that that only cares about themselves that loves the sound of their own voice that wants to be the center of attention that wants everybody to know their achievements that wants to uh, make other people look less and make themselves look more and as Epictetus says he says in parties of conversation avoid a frequent and excessive mention of your own actions and dangers for however agreeable it may be to yourself to mention the risks you have run it is not equally agreeable to others to hear your adventures and sometimes we are so excited to regale everyone with our struggles and things we've we've overcome like I used to do with the whole custody battle with my kids every time people came around it was just a never-ending story of what's happened this week and what's going on and what's happening in the courts and what happened with my ex-wife and when are the kids coming around um it brought us nowhere and i'm sure people got sick and tired of actually hearing about in fact i got sick and tired of it and it will link nicely with number seven when we'll talk about that just now so let's not be me monsters let's listen to other people let's be interested in other people and what they say and as we've seen in the earlier points remain silent don't waste our words on uncommon things And when we do speak, speak concise and objectively and don't get all riled up about our own thing. And, you know, it often happens we start getting excited about what we're saying and then it's it's harder to stop, you know. Whereas if we matter of fact, someone says, how is this? And you you reply to them in a very matter of fact, objective way. It kind of stops the conversation instead of heating up them by using rhetoric. Basically, heating up the conversation, we cool it down and end up being able to not sound like we're complaining about something or end up talking about ourselves. So don't be me monsters. And number seven from Donald Robertson's book that really got this whole thing going was don't catastrophize things. So catastrophizing is kind of the verb that you use from catastrophe. And so what starts happening is we start making regular everyday occurrences that are perhaps negative in our own judgment into these huge worst case scenarios so in the old olden days or in the stoic times with marcus aurelius there was a lot of rhetoric and people would practice rhetoric so a way to speak in public the way to arouse emotions the way to be charismatic and to persuade people and so what what we do is we 
instead of actually using this for what it's meant for, which is to do exactly what I've said, we start using this rhetoric to manipulate our own emotions and to get ourselves riled up. And that makes no sense because what starts happening is that we start taking objective things. And in Stoicism, that's how we should look at things. We should take things matter of fact, talk about them and stick to the facts. We start taking those things and we start deceiving ourselves into how these things are terrible and a catastrophe and a disaster and it's very important and this is how we use language in our own minds and we even say a lot i mean how many times have we heard people saying the following things oh it's the end of the world or a life is such a drag or my day's ruined or my children are out of control i'm exhausted i don't know how i'll make it through the day my wife is such a nag the whole time why do i always have to be never using all these words to rile ourselves up and and what we start doing to ourselves we start making ourselves see things that should be stated matter of fact we start stating them in a very subjective a very emotive way and start getting ourselves into that mindset and then everything starts coming you know for myself I start it starts with a snowball you start seeing one thing like that you start seeing the next thing like that and we get into a negative mindset where Virtually any little thing that starts happening to us, we start seeing as adding on to the disaster or the catastrophe. And we need to start holding on to reality. As Zeno said, he used to stand with his, his fist clenched as though he was hold, holding on to reality and not his own perception. And for me, it's incredible to see when you sit down, and this is a little exercise you can do as you take a, an event that was disastrous or really difficult in your mind and you actually write it down in very objective state matter of fact language in fact you can write it as though it's written about somebody else and not yourself and you'll very quickly see that when you break it down into those little components that it's really not the disaster so you lost your job you know oh, it's the end of the world i've lost my job what a disaster what am i going to do into okay so i haven't got employment now but Perhaps this could be the opportunity to start up that little business that I had. Maybe it's a time for a career change. Was I really happy in my job? And start looking at things, not catastrophizing them, but then take it to the next step, where is actually start looking at these things and adding a lot of positivity to them as much as we can and starting to see the silver lining in these things. That's the way to wisdom, is the way to start seeing things that we would normally describe as negative and adding a positive spin to them. And at least, at the least, not adding a positive spin, just leaving them as they are, stating them as they are. Okay, yes, I'm tired, but what is the point of saying I'm tired? What is the point of expressing how ill I feel? You know, and what we need to start as men doing, and this links with this number seven, catastrophizing, is stop complaining. Complaining brings us nowhere. Verbalizing our feelings and verbalizing what's annoying us just makes such a difference in a negative way to our lives. And when we start seeing those things as either neutral or we start seeing the positive that is presented to us in the obstacle, in the hindrance to our lives, it starts making a huge difference. And lately I've been doing that. As I'm about to talk badly about something, I actually have a little bit of a chuckle to myself afterwards when I catch myself doing this to myself. So what we need to do is we need to stop doing that to ourselves. Stop making life worse for ourselves by the way that we phrase things, the way that we put things to ourselves, the way we exaggerate situations and stick to the facts. So I hope you got something from this list. I'm just going to run through them from one to seven again because I think these are real game changers that we can put them into practice. Uh, easier said than done. And that's the thing about podcasts is that we listen to them or we do them. <laughs> Even I create them and putting them into action is the important thing and start practicing these things is another story. So number one, stop gossiping and talking about others. Pretty self-explanatory. Number two, 
just stop talking occasionally. Number three, get away from the chatter of others. So let's get away from gossip of others. Let's get away from idle talk. Let's get away from people catastrophizing and exaggerating situations and just find a quiet place sometimes and use our time more wisely than that. Number four, don't waste your words on ordinary common things. We talked about this a little bit. Yes, there's a time for small talk and talking about our teams. I think it's good to good to do that sometimes, but to do it too often, let's keep an eye on that. Number five, don't overly defend yourself. Number six, don't be a me monster. So let's listen more to others and stop talking so much about our achievements or our troubles. Let's rather be concerned with other people and how we can help them. And number seven, don't catastrophize things. Don't look for the worst case scenario. Let's actually look for the best case scenario when we look at a situation. And at the very least, let's talk about it in a neutral way. So I'm hoping that this list really helps you to start seeing more positive changes in your life, to seeing an improvement in all your relationships with your wife, with your kids. You know, we can apply these in every situation. I've talked a lot about how it is at work, but it definitely plays in the way we talk to our kids, the way we talk to our wives, the way that we set things off or the way we calm things down. So let's practice this way that we use language wisely and learn to speak with more wisdom like the Stoics did and improve our whole entire life and relationships with all those people that I've mentioned. So thanks again for listening. Really appreciate everyone's support. Really stoked about the Dad Syndicate. The podcast numbers are are up. Check us out on Tuesday for the interview show. Go and check out the one with Donald Robertson. Really excellent. Check out his book, How to Think Like a Roman Emperor. Excellent book. And then check our Arena Podcast Q&A session on a Thursday. And if you could do us a favor, just share this podcast with whoever you think might benefit from this. Been getting a few messages um, telling me how much people are enjoying the show and how much they're getting out of it. Really thanks. Really cool encouragement at the beginning of 2020. Uh, leave us a rating on Apple iTunes. Uh, or a review on any of the platforms that you listen on. So thanks again, and remember that all the time, energy, and hard work that you put into being the man that your family need and deserve is always going to be worth it. So stay stoic. Stoic.